Welcome to New Mexico Black Rifle Operators Union. I'm your host, Sean. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, the elephant in the room is the pistol brace ban nationally. Now, what does this do? Basically, it is an end run to try to get gun registration and to criminalize one of the most popular accessories um, in the 2A community. Now, conservative estimates show this that there's 5 million of these devices out in the world. Um, the What I have seen has been 40 million. If you think about how long they've been out, I would say it's probably closer to 40 million, especially if you're in the 2A community and you've seen yourself and your friends buy these devices. Uh, I don't know very many people that don't have these devices. I won't list names because, well, the government can go, well, chase a rolling donut for all I care. So what are they doing? What they're trying to do is they're trying to go after SBRs. And why this originally happened, uh, thanks to Ian from Forgotten Weapons, uh, the whole purpose of the National Firearms Act was to try to limit gang activity. And back in the gap, the two guns that were the most influential in gun, you know, in the gangster world, think of like mobsters in the in the 30s and the 20s, were machine guns and pistols. Well, they couldn't outright ban pistols, so they went after short-barreled rifles. And in reality, it's a stupid stupid law. That is in the ATF's rule book. It's, I wouldn't even call it a law. I'd call it a, a, um, a rule in their rule book. And what it means is that you can't have a rifle that is under, or a shotgun, under 16 inches. Now, why did they choose such an arbitrary number? Um, what happened was, it was originally designed, or the NFA was originally designed to go after 18 inches or l- lower for rifles, uh, short barrel rifles. But right about then, the M1A, or the M1 carbine, was released, and it's about a 16-inch barrel rifle. So that's why it dropped. For shotguns, it's still been 18. Again, these are arbitrary numbers. The whole purpose of this idea was to go after pistols. They failed at that, but it's still lingering from the time when it was there. Why are braces so popular? First, I went live about 10 minutes earlier than what I normally would, because I've got a lot to cover today. So please like, share, subscribe. Be great. You know all the good stuff. But let's get back to what I was talking about. So what they've done is passed an arbitrary rule that says that these devices, and what these devices are made for, in case you didn't know, um, and you're new to the two-day community, what they're designed to do is to make an AR pistol, an AK pistol, or a rifle-type pistol, something in those calibers, um, which are shorter pistols, shorter than a rifle, handier in a lot of ways, um, usable for veterans, uh, specifically anyone disabled. So a lot of people took that as a chance to, you know, get a shorter, more compact, handier rifle or gun because they could use this for another point of uh, contact. I personally had one. And whether I do or not, I'm not going to say. Um, because I I teach a lot of shooters. I have exposed a lot of kids and a lot of women and a lot of guys, 
not women I was trying to date, just people that were curious because I'm a safe person to come to for the 2A. And what they do is it allows me to adjust for their arm to shoot one of these to see if it was light, if they liked it. Now, whether you shoulder in or not, I don't really care. This, to me, is a stupid law, a stupid rule, and the libertarian part of me, or the ANCAP in me, really, really hates that the government would even try to do this. More insidious about this, the most scary thing about this, is that they're trying—this is a backdoor way to do registration. Because what they've allowed you to do is they're waiving the $200 tax stamp. The whole purpose of the $200 tax stamp was to make this prohibitively cost-expensive— Back in the day when the NFA first came out, um, there is no provision for them to increase that tax. I think they'll figure out a way to get around that eventually. But what they're trying to do with the registration is you can go to the ATF right now, go form, file a Form 1 or whatever they call it online, which their system usually fails. And the longer this goes, so you have 120 days to get online and register it at the NFA or at the federal the ATF. Um, with that, you're going to have to get fingerprints, pictures of the items. Um, they're going to have to know a couple of things about you. Where they get into the weeds with this is if the gun, this is a, a quick way to, to uh, register an SBR if you want to at the government's expenses. However, I would tell you that Freeman don't ask permission and let's wait on this particularly. You have 120 days um, from when it hits the National Registry, they'll put it in the National Registry sometime this week. With that, what they're going to do is you register your gun. They know it's there. You now have a short-barreled rifle. I don't know if you can modify it after the fact because if it's a short-barreled rifle, why shouldn't you just put a stock on it at that point is what I would say. Um, but the backdoor registry is what we need to worry about. Because it is already held in statute that they can't register firearms uh, at the national level, at the city level. And why they don't want registration, or why people in the 2A community, specifically myself and a lot of others, is it gives the government an idea of where and how many guns to go after. And as Mr. Guns and Gear like to say, they're not going to go after everyone. They're going to go after a select few. Um, make them examples, and then everybody else will cower and, and go ahead and comply. That's what happened with COVID. Um, we know who's going to comply, those idiots that are still wearing masks, those guys that are still worried about it. Either you got your shot, you got the you got the vid, whatever, it doesn't matter. But you know where the government's at. The government wants absolute control. Let's get to the next thing. This is a big one. Uh, our governor in New Mexico... And I want to shout out uh, Washington Gun Law first for all the information on their braces. Um, you can actually check them out on YouTube. They're pretty cool about giving you the lowdown as far as the national level, especially about the brace issue. They are lawyers, um, so that the advice they're giving you is kind of legal advice. Even he is saying, give it a minute, let's see what kind of pushback they get. Now, the he also is the one that predicted that they would release this the Friday before SHOT Show, or before today. Which makes sense, because at SHOT Show, they would get the biggest pushback. Well, now they're going to get even more pushback. And organizations like FPC, Firearms Policy Coalition, um, as well as GAO, uh, Gun Owner, 
GOA, Gun Owners of America, that is. They're already going after it. The NRA will eventually, too, because the other two are doing it. I would trust the other two before I'd trust the NRA, NRA any day of the week. So, let's get to what is really concerning for us in New Mexico and why I started the New Mexico Black Rifle Operators Union way back in the gap. Um, there is a site, and there is a gr- an organization that's been around since 1934, or 1935, that is, uh, in New Mexico that has been nothing but 2A advocates, and every time I've been down there protesting, I see some of these guys down there, and that's New Mexico New Mexico Shooting Sports Association. And for that, I used some of the source material for today, along with Tack Room 12, who made me look at the session. Um, why do did I wait so long to look at the session? Because these are pre-filed. Uh, all bills in the session right now are getting to the session getting to be heard in the session are now in that stage where they pre-file them before they're actually heard, before the session starts, so people have a chance to read them. Now, why is this concerning? Because in New Mexico, the governor is going hot and heavy. New Mexico is insane because we keep voting for the same idiots, and our governor, now that she can't be reelected, is going hard and heavy after the 2A in, among, in amongst other things. The first and foremost you need to know about is House Bill 9. So they've tried to pass a different iteration of this at different time. House Bill 9 is aimed at safe storage of firearms. Now, I've talked about safe storage of firearms. Anyone who's worth their salt in firearms community knows that you're going to keep them safe. You're not going to let anybody know where your guns are. You're not just going to go give them to people. And with an exception of maybe your personal defense guns that you keep at the house, uh, out in the open, maybe, or perhaps... Um, your concealed carry gun, which is always on your person. Now, they went after this several times in the past, especially when I when I first started New Mexico Black Rifle Operators Union. They were going after this with the red flag law. They got one, uh, the red flag law, and that was because Albuquerque's uh, chief of police threw us all under the bus in the 2A community because of they're saying that this will be another tool they can use to uh, put people away. Let's be honest, no one in New Mexico who is a routine offender, um, it gets put away for very long because all the idiots in New Mexico that didn't read the ballot a long time ago voted for bail reform, and we have a problem with bail, and we have a problem with our legal system here. And I point that firmly at New Mexico voters, just like I do for voting uh, for what they did for re-electing Governor Grisham. They have House Bill 50. Now, House Bill 50 is a magazine ban, not on just assault rifles or rifles, and they are, this is against everything. Anything that holds 10 rounds or more will be banned in the state of New Mexico if, they, if we don't speak out. That's House Bill 50. House Bill 72 is... Okay, House Bill 72 is stupid. And, and like all these, but it's really stupid. They call this fully automatic converter outlaw. So what they're going after, echo triggers and bump stocks. At the federal level, they've already given us a case statute that we can go against this and fight it after they pass it, if they pass it. So what they're going after are bump stocks. Um, so all you guys that thought you were safe from the bump stock ban, they're trying to do it at the state level now. If you have echo triggers, um, this is really big in the 
the competing community for shooting sports to, to kind of kill some split times. It's also kind of a neat device after using one or two to see what they're like. I don't own one myself, um, mostly because I'd, I'm a kind of a one-shot, one-kill type of person, so the Echo Trigger is cool. Um, that's not something I would have. But I don't care if you have them, and that's where we're at in the 2A community is why do you care that some dude has this? Quit being a FUD, quit saying, well, that's cool, or I support the 2A, but... So after House Bill 72 is House Bill 100. Okay. This is a 14-day Brady Bill-style delay of purchasing a firearm. Now, New Mexico has had this in the past for... I don't remember if it was just pistols or rifles, but we've had it in the past. They're trying to reinstate it. The idea is to give you a cooling-off period before you exercise your your Second Amendment rights. Now, gun, right, gun rights advocates, including myself, have a problem with this for a number of reasons. The first and foremost is New Mexico has one of the biggest problems in the country with uh, domestic violence. And I would hate to see someone get hurt when they could defend themselves with the ultimate tool to defend themselves. The biggie, the one that is the deal closer, the shot caller, the one that we need to watch out and we need to get very active, call your reps at the state level and at the national level, is House Bill 101. What is House Bill 101? House Bill 101 has been filed to ban all semi-automatic firearms, period. That's it. Whether it's a pistol or a rifle, if you read the actual law, it looks like they're coming after all semi-automatic firearms, anything with a detachable magazine. Okay, in addition to a set list of people that they're going after. Why am I concerned? Because there are so many of these right now that one of these and one of our turncoats will obviously go after this and say, well, we have to do something because we have to give something up for this. No, you don't. This is the stupidest thing that's possible. And with as many of those people like Moms Demand Action that go down there and get heard – like, I tried to get heard, and they gave me, I think, a minute or 30 seconds to get off what my chest what I needed to. The whole time they were busy looking at their cell phones, and it wasn't until I mentioned that I had to deal with the blowback from Aztec shooting that made them all look up from their cell phones. So, our politicians in New Mexico specifically are very checked out, and they will do whatever the governor or whatever the party says. This is where we need to be very vigilant and watch out for our communist in sheep and wolf's clothing, so to speak, or wolf and sheep's clothing, who are amongst us, who are like the FUDs that say, well, do you really need that to hunt? The Second Amendment has never been about hunting, ever. It's been about defense, and it's been about defending the American people against tyranny. So uh, New Mexico is unique in that we live in the southwest the southwest is no we still got bears mountain lions wolves in addition to all the two-legged creatures that are out there doing stupid stuff like in albuquerque um, in my small town in north northwest new mexico just this weekend we had three different incidents with shootings where they were collecting brass and talking about what happened after the fact this goes very to the heart of the matter our biggest problem isn't the gun. That's what they keep trying to fight. It is 
a social contagion, a mental health issue that no one's addressing. And after 70-plus years of democratic rule in New Mexico, you would think we would learn after being last in education in the, in the country, um, still living under lockdown or emergency orders with any day the government can push that back on you. Remember when the state sent their Gestapo out, when the governor specifically sent their Gestapo out uh, to shut down your business because it wasn't essential? Remember how the sheriffs and the cops in the area laid down and said, no, we don't want to do that. Um, they, this is scary and we need to comply. Now, I am holding feet to the fire because I think my sheriff in San Juan County is one of the best on planet Earth. And yeah, he had other fish to fry. But damn it, you knew better. You let these bastards come in the area. They screwed up the government, uh, screwed up businesses. They oppressed us, and you're supposed to be the safety check against that. So yes, I'm a little ticked off at my law enforcement buddies. This was also the, the complete disillusionment I had of back the blue. Because what they will do is they will come after you one way or another. They're just following orders. And there isn't a one of them that has spoken up and said that, yes, we're here to defend you. Well, put your money where your mouth is because now is where it needs to happen. You came out and you gave out all the stuff and made us a 2A sanctuary city and a 2A sanctuary county. Now you need to start looking very heavily at what at yourself in the mirror and see if you're going to comply when they come for bigger, badder fish. Specifically, when they come for your citizens who say, no, enough's enough. I'm not doing it. Are you going to let the federal agents in like you did the state PD in so that they can come after people's firearms? This is a serious question. Um, there is a time and a place where you need to think about where is that line you're not willing to cross. My line ended a long time ago when some idiot came to my, one of my campuses that I was in charge of at the time. Not in charge of, well in charge of the tech for the time. And he decided to shoot at little kids. From that point on, I started realizing that I was a canned tuna. And my time in the district started kicking off then. And what finally started pushing me in the direction that I need to leave is that doesn't matter what you feel. Doesn't matter how much support you have from administration. Unless someone's willing to put it on the line and tell the state no, they get what they want. And in New Mexico, with this many bills on the books right now that they're trying to go after you for, um, that they're trying to pass, this says that they now see the American people, the New Mexicans in the United States that, well, the New Mexicans that own firearms, as the enemy, as the problem. We aren't the problem. We've never been the problem. The problem is the crime that you're willing to let ha happen when you let people back out on the streets. You can legalize marijuana. I don't see that as being a crime problem. I see the fentanyl coming up here being the crime problem. I see the entry-level stuff into criminal possession of such items, um, the prohibition of such items, that leads to people going into the system and never being able to get out. And this is a huge problem. And the only way we address this is with addressing the problem, not trying to go after the easy solution. 
The easy solution is always just ban it. They don't need it. Well, it isn't up to you to ban. Um, this this argument was settled a long time ago when they said shall not be infringed. Infringed when New Mexico joined the Union and took the Constitution of the United States, and they ratified it along with our Constitution. It is now incumbent upon our people we elect to protect the American people and New Mexicans specifically. Those of you in Santa Fe, Albuquerque, or the Rio or Las Cruces and the Rio Grande Cond- Cord- uh, Corridor seem to have the population to pass laws. Wake the hell up. You guys keep voting for the same crap. You don't have anyone of character, and you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm a little pissed. And yeah, I'm trying to hold my elected officials in northwest New Mexico a little more accountable. Why? Because I know they're better than this. I know they hate this stuff. And I understand the politics they have to do do to maintain their funding and everything. But there's got to be a line you draw in the sand and say, no more. Where is yours? I hit mine a long time ago. And whether it's the federal government or the state government or the city government, I'm done. They're trying to go after rights that were enshrined in our national constitution. That were those people that are coming to get your item, whatever it is. They swore an oath to protect and defend the constitution of the United States. So why are you going so hot and heavy after the Second Amendment and censoring people or going after people who speak out? Now, I may not become a popular person, and I'm sure this is going to piss off a lot of people to those that actually share this and, and get it out, but I'm beyond caring. And why I'm beyond caring is because our rights are at stake. No one's willing to stand up and say no. And those that are are usually older. They get there. They always protest locally, but they never protest at the state level. Nothing at the local level is going to help you except for holding them to the fire. For this, they're trying to pass this at the state level. If they get this passed at the state level, then as one of my former bosses likes to say, them's the rules. What are you going to do about it? you going to follow the rules? You know, anyone who follows the rules, and only the rules, never makes history, never improves things, because they're okay with status quo. The 2A was here. You know, when, they, when Coleon Noir brings up New Mexico's draconian proposed magazine ban, that should set you up because the man is a national figure even though he lives in Texas and for him to say hey this is happening in New Mexico it's prime example of why New Mexico needs to fix itself and we need to get past the dim or the R Republican blue no matter who red no matter who and get people New Mexicans in there that we can trust Like, share, subscribe, be great.